The following is a pre-recorded program. Uh, there you go. It's probably going to come on for a minute, John. 906 in News Radio 680 WPTF. The aforementioned John is Mr. John Sauter, who is the pr- producer on this program. Sometimes called the Tom Kearney Show, sometimes called the Open Line, sometimes called Talk with Tom. In any event, whatever it is, call it, please, at 919-860-9783, because tonight is one of those programs that I brand Nostalgia, which kind of leaves us in many ways wide open to talk about some things that I hope you might be interested in. Uh, And um, in any event, uh, it's just me and you. You are the guest for the show tonight. And... uh, Oh, about six months ago, we did a program on something that I have gotten to be sort of mildly fascinated about. I didn't think about it for much for a long time, but uh, I am a recovering romantic, kind of like a person is an alcoholic and is a recovering alcoholic. And that is, that person knows that maybe they can stop drinking, but that they they have to be careful. They're never going to be cured. Well, I'm never going to be cured, so whenever... Uh, uh, when Harry Met Sally uh, comes on or something like that, I have to uh, change the channel. Uh, I, I learned a long time ago that I can't afford to be romantic. You just can't... Uh, well, sometimes it gets in your way in the world these days because people who are not romantic, who are realists, uh, in fact, uh, are perfectly willing to take, uh, take advantage of you because they are uh, interested in something else and they, they are moving on. Uh, in any event... I um, started watching these programs on the Hallmark Channel last summer because they replaced Matlock and uh, Murder, She Wrote and Columbo, the programs that I normally watched on those particular channels. And I found out they have this phenomenon where that they started about six or seven years ago where they um, have, uh, particularly at Christmas time, a whole set of Christmas movies, but uh, they've increased it throughout the year. So there are Valentine's movies and... Uh, summer movies and uh, uh, winter movies uh, around that theme. And they're, they're all highly romantic, and they resolve themselves in a couple of hours and invariably resolve themselves in a positive way. And there's a lot of proposing going on, sometimes from people who had been in love at one time, say, in high school, and uh, were no, had, had gone their separate ways and now have come back together. But there's somebody down on his knee, and he's got a box, and there's a ring in it. And that's the part that sort of struck my fancy. And I began to wonder if that is, in fact, uh, the way it has been done. Now, my approach to things tends to be more historical. One of the things I've been around a long time. And the other thing is that I used to be a history teacher. So I'm sort of interested in how things work out. So what I want to ask you to do tonight, and when we did this before, we had uh, five or six callers call in. A good turnout. People didn't seem to be too bashful about this topic. And the question was, how did how did the proposal take place? And I think I asked it like so that it was really a question for the guys, and that is, how did you propose to your wife? And I had done a little research and found out that most women, at least when this research was done, preferred not to be proposed to in a crowd. And and certainly most, I'm just saying most, I'm not saying all, but most did not want to be on the jumbotron. Uh, it was it would would be something private, so they could could uh, meditate on it and have the feelings that go with it, uh, love, whatever, or say no, perhaps if if they wanted to. Um, so and 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 
preferred that that there be a ring associated with it. Now, it didn't have to be uh, the ring, the engagement ring, but it had, if, say it had misplaced or disappeared or didn't come. My brother-in-law was about to be shipped to Vietnam when he was proposed to my sister, and the, the ring had not uh, been done up as it was supposed to be done yet, and he sort of didn't have any choice, but he went ahead, and they've been married over 50 years now, so it works. Okay, so what I want to do is is to have you get involved in this. Now, uh, the number is 919-860-9783. We will, will not try to embarrass you in any way. And it's kind of fun to think about it and how you did it and when you did it. And maybe we'll get some stories of, of things being done in special ways. Some people, uh, it's a surprise. Some people, uh, it's a joint venture. Some people... Uh, or uh, when it's a surprise, it's a surprise done in some uh, strange way or sometimes in a not unstrange way with a, something that takes place in a special place, maybe where you had your first date or, or something like that. So uh, tell us your story. We need, a, we need about five or eight of you to, to call in 919-860-9783 and tell us. And I, I told my producer, John, uh, that this was to be the uh, the topic tonight. It's, it's a second go-round. Most of the topics that we've done on the Nostalgia shows, which include all kinds of things, like what candy bar did you eat when you were a kid, and where did you buy your hamburgers, and what was the f supermarket that you used to go to? And the other night we asked uh, a question uh, that I'd gotten the idea from a movie called uh, Leap Year. It's an Amy Adams movie that I just really think is a great movie. I was very entertained about it because it takes place in Ireland. It's got beautiful scenery. It's got beautiful music. And the 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 process of uh, the romance of the movie takes place. And uh, there's a, a, something called, a, I'd never heard of this before. And I should have a clatter ring, if you know what that is. Why don't you call me up and tell me, 919-860-9783. Uh, because the guy said uh, uh, his failed romance had uh, the lady had his clatter, his mother's clatter ring or his grandmother's, and uh, Amy Adams, who is the the girl, says you should get it back, and so there we are. Okay, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're going to talk about proposals tonight. Was it uh, a surprise? Or was it something that was planned? Ah. Uh, uh, one guy last time told us about t going to the jewelry store with uh, a jewelry store with his to be, and uh, they sort of you know pointed out thing. Oh, yeah, I like that. No, I don't like that. And it could be an emerald, and so and so and so. So he got some ideas, and then he eventually came up with the ring. I uh, surprised Mrs. Curran. I didn't surprise her. She knew it was going to happen, but she had not seen it. And I, I fully believe, John, that I spent more time buying that ring than I bet. Bet spent buying anything else in my life, including my house and all of my cars. Uh, I had to find the thing that I thought I wanted, and, uh, and I did. But it took a long time, and she had not seen it before it was presented to her. And I guess I did go down on one knee, but it wasn't in a box. It was in my hand, and I put it on her finger. But maybe that's what happened to you, too. So tell me about this. And as I say, don't be bashful. Uh, we're fairly comfortable to talk with here, and that's why we have been getting away with this program for so long. 919-860-9783. We will ask you to queue up at that number while we take this break. Again, 
We're going to talk about proposals tonight and getting married. And by the way, if you know of a good story, it doesn't have to be yours. It could be somebody else's. Maybe you were part of somebody else's. I was watching one of those, there you go, John, one of those Hallmark movies and the couple uh, were getting married and they were up at the altar about to say their vows and the guy's cell phone rang and guess what? He took the call. And one of the reasons I guess I'm asking this is I have some sense from a little research that I've done that things are changing in the way that proposals are taking place. And then, and sometimes uh, these days, those who can, I guess, afford them are do uh, uh, videotapings of the proposal. In fact, in this movie that I um, that I've been that I watched that inspired me in several ideas, a movie called Leap Year. Uh, the guy uh, proposes to Amy Adams ultimately because that's the only way he can get the fancy apartment that he wants. He's They've been dating for four years, and uh, the whole story takes place because he will not propose to her as she hopes he will, so she's going to propose to him. And she has heard that in Ireland, if you're there on February 29th, which, of course, is a leap day in leap year, then you have to marry the person um, who proposes to you. Uh, but he ultimately proposes to her because that's the only way he can get the fancy apartment that he wants. And he, as he said to her in front of other people, we would have gotten around to it sooner or later probably. Uh, and, uh, well, she had a little self-respect left, so she uh, uh, walked out and took a plane to Ireland then at that point and uh, went back to the guy uh, who um, she could be romantic about. Uh, uh, but uh, he had uh, he had, had their... Uh, he told her she had to go ahead and say yes because she was pausing for a moment because he had uh, the place being videotaped. He had the thing being videotaped, and he was going to put it on Facebook and all of those places. Ah, the intimacy of all that. Kathy and Benson is going to tell us a story, and she's going to be our seed caller tonight, and that means you have to line up behind her. Again, 919-860-9783. Kathy, good evening. Hello there. Nice Hello. to talk to you again. Likewise. Tell us your story, or is it your story or somebody else's story? Or, or? Uh, No, no. You, as I told you, your call screener, I said you brought back some pleasant memories tonight. Oh, good, good. Open that topic. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and uh, you said you didn't want to embarrass anybody. Well, I, you don't have to embarrass me. I'll probably embarrass myself. <laughs> okay. But, uh, what? Uh, How were you proposed to? I, I'm going to assume that. Uh, uh. Well, um, he did not do it anything. He did not do it like he said he was going to do it. Okay. Uh, he wanted to know when did I, you know, when did... Well, he was a smart man. He decided that we would go together to the jewelry store and make sure that the finger was, you know, the ring would be the right size and... And we, and he sort of got an idea, a pretty good idea, of what might would be a good ring, and it it wasn't an expensive ring, but you know he he sort of wanted my input on what it was what it would want to do, and then he uh, we didn't buy it, of course, and we went you know we left, we just went shopping for one, but didn't buy it, and uh, uh, and he asked me on the way back, he said on the way back home, he said now. When we do this, do you want us to, you know, you know, Christmas was going to be, it, it soon going to be Christmas time. He says, 
you want to get engaged on Christmas day, on at Christmas time? I said, no, I don't want this to be nothing but just marriage. I said, I don't want to be on no special day. I want it to be whenever you want it. And he said, okay. And so, you know what happened? He decided he wanted to on Christmas day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we had that same question, same decision to make. And, and that sometimes you begin to think anything that happens around Christmas is a Christmas present, and that's not what this is. You know, it's not. Right. And, and so, uh, so unlike uh, your your fellow, we decided not to do that. Although it was pretty close to Christmas. Well, see, we decided supposedly in my mind we decided not to do it. But he went ahead. I won't, you know. But uh, but we went to. Uh, he came and got me, and we went by his family. You know, our family did Christmas, our Christmas opening presents, and. And uh, he came by and said, "You know, we're gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to my house. We're gonna open presents up there too." And so, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, everybody's opening little presents and stuff. And all of a sudden, uh, they bring a present with my name on it. And I <laughs> went, "Well, I didn't. I, okay." And I opened it up, and yeah. this is the embarrassing part. I opened it up, and the first thing I saw was a pair of bloomers. <laughs> 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 okay, now remember, this is a family show now, Kathy. Uh, well, panties, you know. I mean, yeah, I understand. I, I got and, you. Uh, and 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 my eyes got big, and I had a funny look. I'm sitting here thinking, like, and if I'm not mistaken, well, I think they were Christmassy looking colors too. And I said, uh, and I'm looking <laughs> sort of perturbed. I guess would be a word. Yeah, he could have not gotten married, couldn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I loved him dearly. That was, but, you know, yes, he had I a good understand. sense of humor. But oh. obviously, but, uh, but, and I'm looking at him like, you know, but had thought about a <laughs> ring. I mean, I just thought, boy, this is not good in front of your family, your sister, and everybody else. This is just, I won't please at all. Yeah, you know, the look on my face. Right, it right. He said, you need to keep looking. So I picked them up. And looked, and there was the box with the with, with the engagement ring in it. So, you know, I got over the the initial shock real fast. Okay. <laughs> well, that's 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 wonderful that it worked out that way. And I'm sure you you turned a little red at some point in there. Uh, uh, ab- absolutely. I mean, I was like, oh my gracious, in front of your mom and daddy, how could you do something like this? <laughs> Well, do I do I hesitate? Do I dare ask you? You you married this guy, right? I married the fella, and we were married. Well, if he were still alive, we'd be about forty six years. But uh, he uh, he passed away eighteen years ago. Well, I, Kathy, I don't mean to be improper anyway, but I I suspected as much because you you and I have talked a lot, and you've never mentioned him. You see, that's the only reason that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, but, but he, was a, he was a hard-working farmer, and we farmed together and did a whole bunch of other things together. We had a wonderful life together. He just left a little too soon, but that's okay. You know, um, I, 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 got a, I got a perfectly good reason for trying to live a halfway good life to get to see him again. Well, that that, <laughs> that sounds good, and clearly it was it was what it should have been because you you're, you're talking about him on the radio uh, now, that's and, what I'm thinking about doing with the diamond ring I've got. I with have that no, engagement ring. I have no idea. My oldest grandson, he's not fixing to get married anytime soon, but I told his daddy and mama that um, I couldn't think of a better use for it. And if when he 
if if he wanted if 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 she if his if his girl if his uh, supposedly wife probably to be would accept it, then he could give that ring as his engagement ring. Well, I because th- it's it's good to be used on in a family way. Right. I, I, in fact, in some of the research I did, said that sometimes you can, if, if a ring has multiple stones on it, you can maybe take them and have them reset or something, or one of them. Or, or if, you, if, if, if there is a ring like you're talking about, it can be passed on and it's part of the, the heritage, heritage of the family. And, and, you know, a lot of, and a lot of times when people get married, so, you know, you're not in the best financial state. Usually, at least younger folks aren't. And so if you've got one like that you can get married with, then later on for an anniversary somewhere uh, down the line, you can buy them the one they really want. Well, yeah, it's called an upgrade, I think, is what my, my well, friends I've, have. I've kept y'all long enough, but I, y'all did. Y'all brought back some good memories. Well, thank, thank you. you. I'm glad that we did, if nothing else, and you have I been our— I grin on my face. Well, that's good. Nothing better could happen. That, that's you, the one we were looking for. Thank you, Kathy. Bye-bye. And we know a little bit more about you now other than your truck. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be thinking about you, okay? And by the way, one of the reasons I did this tonight was that June, you know, is normally uh, not up for everybody because Mrs. Kearney and I got married in March, but everybody, a lot of people get married in June. And uh, Yeah, mine's the 17th. 17th of June? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Okay, now... Uh, Kathy stirred a pot a little bit here, and what's bobbed up to the top is Ed from Raleigh. Ed, good evening. Well, good evening, Tom. How in the world are you? I'm fine, Ed. I'm a little warmer than I want to be when I'm outside, but this air conditioning in this building is working pretty well. Uh, well, that makes two of us. Uh, I, I finally broke down and uh, and got a window unit for my basement apartment, put it in my bedroom, and... Uh, it, it keeps me real cool. Well, that's good. That, that that's that, uh, I. We went many years with a with a window unit, and then finally we decided we were going to stay in that place. So we decided to go, and that was part of it. We, we, we would go ahead and air condition it. But tell us your proposal, marriage, or whatever story. Okay. Well, at the time, um, I was working for a company as a salesman in Charlotte. And our office was uh, in the the old Wachovia building downtown. Okay. All right. Just down the street, you know, there were a lot of shops. And one of them was a very fine jewelry shop called Garibaldi and Bruns. And my, 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 we'd been dating for, I guess, almost two years, year and a half, something like that. And... Um, She'd come up to Charlotte, and we were touring around downtown. I had I had already made arrangements with the jewelry store that I was going to bring her in there, and we were going to look at some jewelry and um, find out, you know, kind of what what kind of stone to to get. Right, you weren't going to buy anything, but you'd get some idea of what what uh, what she liked and didn't like, and so on. Now I'm going to stop you right now because. We're, we've got a news break that we've got to meet here. And if you don't mind, we're going to put you across this break, which means I'm going to put you back on hold, and we'll come back to you as soon as we get through with it, okay? I'll, I'll be right here. Ed from Raleigh says he'll be right here, and I know that he will be. We're going to pause for news on Ra- News Radio 680 WPTF. The following is a pre recorded program. Uh, 
WPTF. Tom Kearney here. The topic tonight uh, is nostalgia, generally, specifically, uh, and it is planted here. It could have been any time. We've done this once before about six months ago. Uh, June is the month that people usually used to get married more often than any other, although people, as my producer pointed out, get married at all kinds of times, and I think he said his parents got married in November, and uh, my parents got married in August. Uh, because my father had to go back to the Army. And uh, there are all kinds of reasons that people... I have some good friends who got married uh, like two two or three days before Christmas. But there we go. Uh, we would like for you to join us, though, and tell us your story of how you got your proposal done uh, in terms of asking each other. How do you? What do you think about women? We didn't ask this the first time, but what about women... Asking men in that movie that I, I was telling you about, which is called Leap Year, the woman is has gone to Ireland because her husband is over, uh, not her husband, her boyfriend who has dragged it out over four years, and I can tell you that he's not going to ever ask her to marry him. Uh, he only asked her because he he needed to have a wife to get this swank New York apartment. He's a, a doctor, and he's gone to a medical conference, and she figures she can. Go to Ireland and trap him in Dublin on February 29th, uh, which is, according to the Irish today, that you, the woman can ask the uh, the man and he has to marry her. That's an old old uh, tradition. I don't know if it would have worked out that way or not. Maybe he he would have felt so. Uh, uh, but anyway, sort of a Sadie Hawkins Day kind of thing. And those of you who are old enough to remember what Sadie Hawkins Day is. Uh, in any event, uh, but what do you think? If you if you do not want to participate in this program in any other way, tell me what you think about the female person asking uh, the guy to marry her, and ultimately maybe for a date or whatever. Uh, the world has changed. We had Ed on the telephone, and he was he had taken his to be uh, the lady he was going to ask down to the jewelry store in Charlotte, and they had to pick through the stones and the. And the ring, I'm making this up, Ed, but I suspect it's close. Uh, are you still there, Ed? I am. And uh, and he had an idea of what she would like. And I think he's, he probably is going to sneak back and buy it. Is, is that what's going to happen? Well, uh, you know, we were looking. I didn't want her to know what was going on. Okay. So we were looking at all kinds of jewelry and different kinds of stones you know, other precious gemstones and that sort of thing. I already knew that she liked emerald cut okay. uh, stones, and uh, she pointed out a couple of uh, you know, like emerald, sapphire, diamonds that were emerald cut that uh, that she liked and and you know, she uh, was impressed with. And one of them was like a half carat uh, emerald cut diamond, flawless diamond, very nice diamond. And um, that, that's the one I, I settled on. So, you know, we were just kind of browsing. Um, and the guy that was the, the salesman, he knew what was going on. He was in on the deal. So we left, and um, I didn't say anything else about it. Went back uh, the, uh, the next week, uh, had him melt that stone with uh, three ten-point diamonds on each side of the um, uh, the emerald cut stone. I mean, it was in my price range. Uh, that uh, that half carat 
diamond with the um, uh, the others. And I let a couple of months go by. This was like in August or so. I let a few months go by. Ed, you're just a tease, aren't you? <laughs> Didn't say anything about it. That's right. I, you know. <laughs> okay, go go on, go on now. Okay. Okay. All right. So right around Thanksgiving, you know, I'd gone down to Greenville, South Carolina, where where she was, and we went out to dinner at this very nice restaurant, one of the nicest ones in, in Greenville, Vince Perones. Um, had a nice meal, and uh, we generally would have several glasses of, of wine. And before dessert, you know, she would always go to the bathroom after you know two or three glasses of wine. And I had arranged that while she was in the bathroom, that they bring the uh, uh, the box with the, the the ring in it out on a silver platter and put it at her place setting. Oh my goodness. So when she came back, you know, she saw, you know, I told her, I said, I've already ordered dessert for us. said, here it is. She sat down. She said, well, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> of course, she knew what it was. I mean, it's a ring box. Okay, you know, yeah, well, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got up, you know, did the traditional thing, got down on one knee. You know, I had her open the box and, and ask her uh, then. If she would marry me, and I said she was, she was totally taken by surprise. But she said yes, and you got married. Uh, I did, and uh, the ended up the woman drove me to drink. It's the only thing I'm indebted to her for, Tom. <laughs> you said that now, not me. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old W.C. Fields line, actually. I I stole that from uh, W.C. Fields. But that, that's the way it, that's the way it happened. Well, uh, that's exactly what I was looking for from it. And, and actually, that is not exactly standard, but pretty close to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, yeah. Nothing really, really strange there, but you, it, it worked. And uh, uh, in any event, I thank you for calling up and well, for being I've patient. I've got a question for you. Okay, go for it. Concerning South Carolina marriages. Okay. Okay, weddings. Do you know how you can tell you're at a formal wedding in South Carolina? Oh, this is what this sounds like what one of those Foxworth jokes, but go ahead. The shotgun's painted white. <laughs> well, now since you brought this up and 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 I good radio is not to have one caller on for too long, but I'm going to keep you on because it's like playing a record, a long record and everything. And it, don't take it personally, but but I will ask you to stay for a couple more minutes because I thought you were going to ask this about when you said weddings in South Carolina because uh, when I was a kid and I lived in Goldsboro, um, the the one of my grandmother's aunts or not not her aunt her sister she was my would have been my great aunt I guess uh, went to the wedding chapel. Well, she lived in Dillon, South Carolina, and Dillon, South Carolina was known as in the east, just like Las Vegas was known in the west. Uh, South Carolina, well, right. South Carolina did not require a waiting period. You could get the license. Did not require any medical test or anything like that. Uh, and the night we talked about that, a guy called up. He was during World War II. He got up on Sunday morning, found his lady, drove to Dillon, got married, and came back to Raleigh and ate supper uh, all in one day. If you had the twenty-five dollars, 
they'd marry you. Right, and they had, uh, I, I'd never, I, I've been to Dillon, uh, but I never saw any of that. But I'm sure they had uh, signs saying, get married this way or wedding chapel this way. But that, but you labeled it, it was the, uh, I don't know if it was the capital, but it was pretty close to it, and that was that was where people went, and it's just across the line too. On just three, right across the on three, right, yeah, you know, it was um, on three hundred one, uh, unless I'm mistaken. Miles is the the crow flies from from uh, our farm there, Ashpole Swamp. I was going to say, uh, I think it, Dylan is on three hundred one, and it hadn't occurred to me when when I brought it up that you this was in your neighborhood, this was in your back backyard, just about absolutely. And so, uh, but I just... On a Friday afternoon, Tom? Yes. The uh, uh, soldiers from Fort Bragg and uh, Myrtle Beach Air Force Base would be lined up around, I mean, down the street. Getting married. Getting married. Well, I had not thought about that, but I thought I was very fortunate that night that I... It's always good to have a living example, you know, show and tell. And this guy called up and he said, Tom, exactly the way you're describing it, is the way it happened. He 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 was in Raleigh, drove all the way there, got married, and came back and ate supper in Raleigh in one day. And uh, uh, but it could happen. Ed, thank you so much, and I hope that window air conditioner performs up to uh, up to standard. Okay. It's it's done great. Stay cool. <laughs> you too. Okay. Bye. Ed is a member of our radio family. We 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 like it that way. Uh, you can be a member just by calling in. But we, Ed and I, and, and, and as well as Kathy, our earlier caller, have talked a lot over the years. And they are folks uh, who I feel like I know. And there, there are some of you out there who fall into that category and some of you who we've never talked to before. But the topic tonight is how did you, uh, as I say, I got hooked on this topic by watching uh, uh, the, the uh, romantic movies. I said, as I said, I'm a recovering romantic, and I would not for years watch uh, what— Sometimes it's called a chick flick uh, or these movies. But the nice thing about them is that uh, they resolve themselves, though they have ups and downs, and they're formulaic, but they resolve themselves uh, within two hours, and inevitably it's an up resolution. They make you uh, feel good. You do not feel like you wish you had not watched that thing. And sometimes in the middle of the night I wake up and cannot sleep, and there's a program called... uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. It has to do with uh, solving murders. Uh, the word files is in it. Uh, but in any event, uh, uh, you know uh, it's uh, it's not uh, like CSI or something like that, which you, you know is fiction. But the person does and it do what Abby did on NCIS. They have all the tools, and they figure out, and they do all the tests and the DNA, DNA and everything. And But you know somebody... Uh, is has lost their life, or they would not be having this program. And I try not to watch too much of that because it it might keep me awake. But uh, I started watching these these uh, romantic movies, not all the time, just ones here and there, and uh, 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 to uh, see see what they were up to. And they, and my brother, who keeps up with the film industry, tells me that they are a major part of the Canadian film industry, and they keep a lot of actors. In fact, uh, Laurie Lachlan, uh, the woman who uh, was involved in the school admissions case in California and paid $500,000 to have her daughters go to USC, and uh, at least one of them pl- didn't plan to go to USC but didn't plan to go to any classes. You'll have to think about that, and that was certainly an expensive $500,000, but uh, she was a, a part of, uh, 
of the, that industry. I think murders, m her, the murder movies that, that they generated on the Hallmark Channel were murder, garage sale murders, I think they were called. She ran an antique shop and so on. But, uh, but being a, a recovering romantic, I was struck by the, the romantic nature of these movies. And it's good to know that romance is still alive and that not everybody is, is just uh, notching things and, and moving on and uh, that, that they have the same uh, kind of dark and cynical impression uh, that uh, is labeled in, the, uh, in another movie that I saw uh, as, as being realistic uh, about uh, the way life is. I'm afraid there's sometimes more realism than we can deal with. But what, what we have still program left we have time for a couple of callers, and we would like to hear from you. We'd like to have your contribution on this tonight. This is something on our program that we call nostalgia, and we're thinking about it and uh, thinking about maybe how proposals used to be and, how you know, no videotaping, maybe in privacy, uh, not putting it on uh, Facebook uh, as in the, the movie that I saw. 919 is our area code, 860-9783. If your phones have letters, 9783 works out to be our, our callers, WPTF. We're waiting to see your light go on right after this. We'll talk to you. thinking about this all day today when I was thinking about the topic that we were going to have tonight. That's, uh, well, if somebody wants to just get on the telephone and tell me who that is singing that song. It, uh, John says it, uh, uh, he remembered it. And John's fairly young, and uh, it was popular during my day. And it uh, celebrates the fact that uh, a gentleman uh, had the ring and proposed. And I, she may have taken it, but she certainly gave it back. And... Uh, if you can tell me who was singing that, that particular song. The sad thing is, and, and I, uh, along with the question of whether how you proposed and whether a woman could propose to a man or not, should have been the question of whether you had any stories along the lines of this particular song or not. Uh, because I, um, I can remember uh, I was uh, one of those youth like you saw in American Graffiti who... Uh, went out to the, uh, the drive-in and uh, spent some time uh, dragging Maine and Goldsboro. Actually, it was dragging Ash Street and Center Street. And if there's anybody in Wayne County or Goldsboro that's of the right age, they will remember this. And there was a place called Skinny's Drive-In, and one night there was actually a guy out there who was doing what the guy in this song was doing. He had a diamond ring, and he was willing to sell it to, to, the, to the highest bidder. So life... Uh, uh, reenact song or vice versa, but uh, I guess all proposals don't go uh, right. And indeed, uh, uh, I told you I was inspired by the uh, Hallmark uh, uh, romance movies, and indeed some of them, uh, 
the 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 bride to be uh the proposee uh gives gives the the ring back but inevitably the the other guy that she's fallen in love with sees her with the ring and thinks that uh thinks that she is getting married and he is he's set out for for foreign parts at this point and that you have to spend a little time on the television show getting them back together. But I, it's an interesting part of American culture, and part of the research that I did leads me to believe that some of the traditions are changing. And what's interesting is the diamond ring and the engagement ring is, is a product mostly of the last 200 or 225 years. It, it, uh, uh, the rings have always been given, and, and necklaces and things uh, as symbols. But... Uh, the sort of requirement. Uh, well, one thing is uh, with the discovery of all those diamonds in, in, in Africa, which happened in the last part of the uh, 19th century, uh, dates like uh, 19, uh, 1875, 1890, Cecil Rhodes and his people, and De Beers. Uh, uh, and uh, diamonds apparently are formed deep in the earth, and, and then their tubes uh, fissures, crevices, where, where they are blown up so that people can find them up out, out from deep within the earth because pressure is needed. Well, when the diamond market slowed, and diamonds are used for a lot of things, uh, cutting other things, they're very hard for industrial purposes, but a, a, a market was created by advertisers by the idea of uh, the diamond as, as a symbol of uh, a wedding and a marriage and the eternal nature of that. Uh, I think De Beers Consolidated Mines, which was one of the big merchandisers and hired a big New York uh, uh, agency, uh, created the the phenomena uh, by uh, with, the, with the slogan, a diamond is forever. And I can remember seeing those ads. And I think there used to be ads for that in the National Geographic, as a matter of fact, strangely enough, but a New Yorker and lots of other places. But that, uh, this, what we think of as an eternal tradition, something part of our culture forever and ever and ever, actually is relatively late uh, in its arrival. But the research that I did indicated that changes are taking place and that uh, the proposal has become a, a bigger deal now. There are even proposal advisors, John, and you can get somebody to plan it out for you, rather like you would plan out a wedding. Uh, and uh, that that kind of stuff goes on. And videotaping of the proposal, as in the movie that I saw, is not unusual. These are the millennials, and I'm going to have to go home tonight and find out who the millennials are. And maybe we should talk about who those people are.